Hey, hey folks, how's it going? Cam's here again. <laughs> Out with the dogs. It's wet. It's raining. It's a bit windy as well. Scottish summertime. Can he beat it? But I got ready before I saw the rain and I thought, well, I'm ready now. I might as well just go. And so here we are. Sunday afternoon, must be about two-ish. I'm sitting home all morning working on my next podcast episode for Acoustic Guitar I.O. Which is, I've really enjoyed listening back to actually. It's an interview with Clive Carroll, who's one of the, let's say the most prolific fingerstyle guitar players in the UK at the current time probably the world his music is exquisite and he's such a lovely guy he plays Ralph Bowne guitars and I've had the pleasure of catching him in concert twice now both times at the RMMGA gathering which is an annual gathering of guitar nerds that's been running now for 22 years quite something I first went in 2005 I think that was perhaps the fifth one I was actually scheduled to go to the fourth one 2004 in March but that was precisely when my daughter was born so my first one was 2005 and I've gone probably 10 times now maybe not quite as many, maybe 8 but around about that I went a few years in a row this is when we lived in Luxembourg and that was kind of when my my filming began and my website creation work because there was a guy who'd made a website for the one that I missed, I think, or perhaps the previous one, a guy called Ronan Toomey in Ireland, I believe, and I found his content through searching for RMMGA stuff, and he'd done a website himself, which inspired me to, to build my own. That was my very first website, so that must have been 2003, I think, perhaps earlier. The reason I wanted to put it together was to share our wedding photos with friends and family. And so that's how that began. Come on doggies. And filming, I filmed probably UK 8. So these events have a UK and then a number. So the last one was UK 22. I think UK8 was the first one that I took my Sony DV cam because I bought myself that when Freya was born as a as a, a baby being born present so that we could film Freya which we did do a lot of and so I took it with me and this would have been in the iPod which iPod would it have been maybe the iPod with video 
might have been that one because I remember watching videos in the car on that iPod DLTV with Patrick Norton and I can't remember the, the co-host used to watch that in the car when Freya was asleep in the back of the car when we were going to Little Jim <laughs> so probably the iPod with video and I, I remember asking I think it was uh, gosh what's his name the guy out Silly Wizard Bob Thomas he was running sound and I remember getting a line out feed into my iPod and plugging that into uh, the video, syncing it up with the video once I got back home. So it was quite an ambitious project actually, given the time and my skill levels. So I have actually been doing video production work at some level for longer than I actually thought. So maybe it was in my blood after all. I've always enjoyed it. It's just now I'm trying to make more of a profession out of it. I'm trying to earn income from it through my podcasts and concert footage and my, um, my social media footage that I'm doing now for Crofters. So, yeah, Clive Carroll, the first one I saw him at was probably three years ago. And I was, well, you'll hear this in the interview, we talk about this, but I think it was the first of my return visits to the RMMGA gatherings because I went from 2005 through to 2008 and then took a break when we got to, to Arran, which is kind of ironic because I went every year for a few years when I didn't even live in the country and as soon as I moved back to the UK, I stopped going, but I mean, that was down to my work, running a post office and learning a new business and earning not very much money. Made it a challenge to go anywhere, so. But I think three years ago was my return trip, so this time it was in the Cotswolds, whereas previously it had been in Derbyshire, which is a bit closer. So I had to drive all the way down to the Cotswolds. Beautiful, beautiful location. But on that trip, I was planning to drive back up overnight on the Sunday, catch the morning ferry on the Monday. But Clive Carroll was scheduled to play on the Sunday night. And everybody said, you got to see Clive. You have to wait and see Clive. You're crazy if you don't stay and see Clive. And they were right. I did stay and see Clive and he was absolutely mind blown. And to see him in such an intimate setting as a small room amongst friends, you know, Clive knows a lot of the people that go to these gatherings. Well, he knows me now too. And it's it's much more relaxed atmosphere for him. And you'll hear him talk about this in the interview. He says that it's it gives him an opportunity to play things that he wouldn't otherwise normally play because he's kind of amongst friends and peers. It's, so it was an amazing experience. And so when I heard that he was coming back this year, I was... I was very excited, I have to say, and a bit nervous about approaching him, because he's, you know, he's Clive. 
But at the same time, he's Clive, if that makes any sense. And so he did remember me, I think, a little bit from from a couple of years ago. And he arrived on the Saturday afternoon. It was boiling hot. So I'd been for a swim in the, the cold pool in the grounds of Spring Hill Manor. And Clive rolled up and I caught him doing a sound check. And I just chinned him about the interview. And he said, yes, of course, that would be great. So I got to sit with him for about an hour. And it was interesting because I had set up for an interview with Tom and Daisy, Tom Sands, the luthier and his apprentice, Daisy Tempest. And I was nervous about that because it was going to be a three-person interview and I'd never done that before. And I'm only shooting with two mics, or recording with two mics, one for me and one for the talent. So I wasn't sure how to position the mic and where to put the cameras, a wide lens to get two people in, all this kind of logistical stuff so I'd actually set up for that and so when Clive said he was ready everything was set up wrong I had to readjust things and it was a little bit nerve-wracking because you know Clive came through almost straight away and I should have been calm and professional and said look Clive I'm going to need about 20 minutes would you mind you know get yourself a cup of tea or something and I think eventually he asked me, yeah, how long are you going to need? So, you know, it's, it's a learning curve when you're dealing with talent and being prepared and what have you. So I'm still working on my preparation game, you know, getting a decent workflow going. But, you know, that will come with experience. But anyway, so he ended up, he sat down in the chair that I had designated for me, which meant he had the cheaper mic and I had the good mic and I should have said go and sit over that side Clive would you mind <laughs> you know it's silly little things like that that I need to work on and it's things like that that you don't you don't foresee when you're setting up in business is, is being able to communicate what you want from your talent and you know I know that that wouldn't have put them out Apart from the fact that it was a very sinky chair, you know, you, you ended up sitting down and sinking almost to the floor. But, you know, just being able to instruct people confidently and politely. And I watched a guy do that, John Boyd, local podcast producer, and he was very good at that. And, you know, I, I learned a few tips just from watching him operate. So the interview went well. I did mess up a little bit with the camera that was pointing at Clive. He's on the right of the frame and facing to the right. So it's a bit kind of Mr. Robot, you know. But it works, it'll be good. The content's all there, the conversation's good. Better than I remember it's being actually, which is good. And I'm hoping that this one, you know, given Clive's following, I'm hoping this one will, will boost my profile a little bit, get me some more numbers and prepare me for getting up to Ullapool in October. Uh, I've got Halifax in September, which is the Acoustic Soundboard UK gathering. It's another annual event. Acoustic Soundboard is a guitar forum 
at acousticsoundboard.co.uk. Uh, it's mainly a kind of UK based one, which is part of the appeal. You know, a lot of the other ones tend to be a bit more US centric. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's just there's cultural differences, you know, and it's nice to have a bunch of UK peeps that you know you're going to meet at some point. At least there's a good chance because quite a lot of them do go to this gathering. So I went last year for the first one, not the first one, my first one. And it was a really, really fun event. So I'm looking forward to that. I believe Rosie Haydenrich is going to be coming this year. She of Turnstone Guitars. I did get to try one of Rosie's guitars at the RMMG gathering and it was phenomenal. Really enjoyable guitar to play. Belonged to Neil Hutchison. So I'm looking forward to meeting Rosie. I'm hoping she'll be up for sitting down for a wee chat on the mic. And I'm not sure who else is booked actually to go to that one. We'll see when I get there. I haven't really been on the forum for a long time. It's an odd thing, I spend so much time on Facebook and Instagram and yet I don't go to the guitar forums and I do feel a little guilty about that. But I don't know what it is. It's, well, time's a big part of it. But, you know, I should be visiting these niche communities outside of Facebook. I mean, Facebook's a, you know, it's a bomb site, isn't it? <laughs> the algorithms and the, the marketing. Speaking of that, I've just been watching a documentary. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Hacked, Get Hacked or something. The Big Hack, The Great Hack. I think that might be it, The Great Hack on Netflix. All about Cambridge Analytica and their part in the Trump and Brexit campaigns. And their use of Facebook data and how we are as as a nations as we as nations are being manipulated into voting in certain ways based on targeted ads and they get all that data from basically mining our private information on Facebook I mean, it's not like it's a surprise, really. But it's a really interesting documentary to watch. So have a wee look at that if you're interested in that sort of thing. Cambridge Analytica, the great hack. So, yeah, I don't tend to visit the forums much. and I know I should, but I've spoken a lot about time management. And that's still a thing I'm struggling with at the moment with all this content creation I'm working on and trying to fit in or trying to make time to sit with my wife and watch TV which is, is a thing that we love to do it's when we come together and so this weekend we have sat down together we've been watching Dark on Netflix a German timey-wimey sci-fi show which is really good really enjoying that one. I love timey-wimey sci-fi things and the production, the soundtrack, it's just superb and children, young people who can act really well 
it's, it's a joy to watch. So we've been spending time together watching TV. It's been really fun. But I'm trying to get all the content done that I need to do as well. I'm trying to accept that I'll never get done as much as I would like to get done. And trying to deal with some feedback that I've had actually from last weekend. You may recall that I was out with Freya, my daughter, travelling around the open studios and visiting. We managed to visit all 43 artists and film some footage and I started working through that content this week and put together a video of an Indian couple who both sculpt, sculpt in bronze and other materials and it came out quite well I think. So I posted it up and got a reasonable response and yesterday one of the organisers, Anne Hume, a silversmith whose whose jewellery is just exquisite. It's, it's some of my favourite jewellery that I've ever seen, actually. I'm not actually a jewellery guy. I usually don't find myself attracted to that sort of thing, but her stuff, for some reason, just resonates, you know. But anyway, she contacted me in her capacity as one of the committee, and she said that, bear in mind that there are a few people who are not comfortable having their content published on social media. And I know this. You know, we all know this. Social media is not for everyone. But I'm trying hard to reconcile it in my mind. Why would an artist not want free publicity for their art? I don't get it even if it means they are not having to go on camera or speak at all, but still have their art featured. I can't see why anyone would feel uncomfortable with that. But I have to accept it, you know? And so, you know, I felt a little deflated after having had this message from Anne Hume. And then she wrote to me this morning with a lovely message and said, you, we love your enthusiasm and you know, we hope that you can make something that we could use. And they're quite excited actually about the prospect of having some content that they can use, maybe for promotion or just for archival purposes. So it really, it was quite heartwarming to get that message this morning. And I just have to accept, you know, that not everyone wants to be on the internet. And, I, you know, I, I say I don't understand the marketing aspect of it, but I, I do understand the personal aspect of it. Just because I'm not that way, you know, I'm probably guilty of oversharing, but in the interests of transparency and, and mental health and growth, personal development, you know, I think the internet itself is benign. It's just a communication medium, that's all it is. It's just a network of cables or airwaves, frequencies, over which digital data travel. So, you know, I'm, I'm all for using that medium for my own personal 
benefit, health. Health-wise is probably the biggest one. And I get so much value from, from listening to other people who talk this way, openly and honestly. The biggest one being John Roderick, I think. He of the Long Winters, an indie band from the Seattle area who were on the scene around the 90s and the noughties. John Roderick now talks on well, several podcasts, actually. But the one I enjoy most, well, there's two, actually. The one I enjoy most is Roadwork with Dan Benjamin, but also Roderick on the line, which he does with Merlin Mann. And it's just a candid conversation between two similarly-minded co-hosts and John shares openly and honestly about his life and I find that to be so helpful and to that end I've that's why I've kind of got into this rambly style of of talking when I'm out with the dogs and I don't know that it's helpful to anyone else I suspect that it is because John's content helps me but it also helps me to to be talking this way when I'm out with the dogs, getting my thoughts in order and, well, oversharing, <laughs> you know. But of course, that's not for everyone. And so, yeah, I, I do accept that. I really do. So, yeah, next week's going to be an interesting one. I think I spoke about that in yesterday's recording, which I haven't yet uploaded. It's all about the the forthcoming visit of my wife's parents and what that's going to mean for my week so you can listen to yesterday's show about that if you want to hear my thoughts on that the gist of it was love your family and make time for them that was the gist which was <laughs> was a nice message for me to reach after having begun speaking from a position of resentment shall we say so that was an interesting thing so this afternoon I'm going to be meeting Donal, uh, probably in the PHT, which is a local restaurant slash pub here in Lamlash, the Pierhead Tavern, locally known as the PHT. He's playing in there this afternoon with Michael Clark, and we're going to have a blether tonight. So I may take these devices with me and plug them in and maybe record a conversation. In fact, I might head there now. If I can tie the dogs up outside for 10 minutes, I could nip in and catch a bit of their set. That would be quite a nice thing to do. Clover's dragging, why is she dragging? No, actually, I'll just go home. I'll just go home, because I've got work to do and I'll, I'll catch Donald. Michael must be staying on beyond the 440 boat. If he's playing, I think it's two till four. So I would actually miss them anyway. It's now half three, so they would just be finishing up by the time I got there. Unless it's four till six. Actually, I think it is four till six. So they might not even be there yet. Hmm. That's why Donald suggested meeting at six, because they'll just be finishing up. So I'll get to see them anyway, when I go in at six. I think we'll have a bite to eat as well. And uh, hopefully I'll get a bit of a conversation with Donald. I'm looking for feedback from him just to see how the Crofter's social media campaign is going, whether he's happy with what I'm producing, 
what he would like more of, what he would like less of, you know, just it's been a couple of weeks now and he's basically given me free reign with, you know, do as you will, so I'll need to get some feedback on, on what I've been publishing for him and also to get some instructions because I'm sitting on a lot of content and I'm not sure how much he wants to release at the moment in terms of his plans so I need to get some instruction and find out when he wants to start trickling out some of that content and in what format one of the things we're missing on I think is audio podcasts some of the content we've done on video has been relating to these plans that I'm talking about so I'm not able to publish any of that so in the meantime I can carry on with Instagram stories and concert clips some live music from from the artists who play there there's, there's loads I can be doing but you know we're not publishing I would like to get one audio at least podcast a week which means getting something recorded and Donald's off the island most of the time so difficult to catch him and do that of course there is the internet though is there not is that not how most people record their podcasts so certainly we could do that it's funny that's one of the things that halted my production of the guitar io podcast last year when it got to around november so that year i had been to the rmmga gathering and to Halifax and all of the recordings that I had done were face to face in real time so when I had edited and published all of the content I had I was wary of trying to do it over the internet I'm not sure why partly because I didn't know how to do it but I think that was November was when it started to get crazy at the post office for the Christmas rush and that's when my, my depression kicked in in a big way so I suppose it's understandable that production halted then I remember posting about it on the Acoustic Soundboard forum and you know posting about my frustration and my depression and the fact that I wasn't playing music and I got some amazing support from people there. It's such a great little community of people. So that was good. Anyway, we'll leave it there for today, folks. I'm heading home, get back to work on my Clive Carroll interview. So look out for that maybe in the next day or two. I was hoping to get it done for the weekend, but I'm not sure how likely that is time-wise because I'm going to have to listen to the whole thing again now that I've synced up the audio and the video so that I can do the camera switching and I can edit it now chop up some bits and pieces now that I've synced the audio so it might not be this weekend but certainly very soon so I'll leave it there for now folks I will say thank you for listening if you've enjoyed this ramble, you'd like to support me, share it with your friends, 
I've got one download on the last one I published and I think that was me downloading it into Overcast on my phone. If you find my pace rather slow and a lot of gaps between my phrasing then download Overcast. It's a really good podcast client which will allow you to use a feature called Smart Speed which basically cuts out silences and speeds up your listening experience. So give that a try. And yeah, share, please share. If you can rate it on iTunes, that would help. That really would help. So you'll find Quoth the Camzer on all your favourite podcast clients, I think. Share it, like it, all that stuff. Thanks for listening, folks, and I'll talk to you all again tomorrow. Bye for now. (laughs) 